night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just a couple observations off of the pregame when we have the Riley Gaines testimony there. It just shows you a typical tactic of the globalist left, which are trying to hoist upon us all of their radical, perverted views, where they change a bathroom from being a female locker room into a unisex bathroom without telling the women who are undressing inside of it. I mean, that's exactly what they did. And of course, that was talking about Leah Thomas, but that was at the NCAA Swimming Championships, and no one bothered telling the 18 to 22-year-old women that somebody had changed their, because they're trying to get around possibly being civilly prosecuted or criminally prosecuted for allowing a man into a woman's restroom so they just change it to a unisex bathroom so that at any time a man could have rightfully walked in there to a bunch of young women undressing that's that's the left whenever whenever they tell whenever they label you whatever it is that they label us that's who they are that that's exactly who they are just absolute sexual perverts just deviants and on the Leslie Stahl video of Donald Trump I know everybody is seen that video a thousand times with my associate producer over there will he said what about an apology shouldn't shouldn't donald trump really demand to go on 60 minutes even though they would never allow him on 60 minutes to go face to face with leslie stall with the durham report in hand and this was all out before that this was all out prior to that interview with leslie stall and again i won't spend a whole lot of time on this But at that time, everybody knew that Hillary Clinton hired Perkins Coie, Mark Elias, Perkins Coie, which hired Fusion GPS, which hired Christopher Steele, which hired Igor Danchenko to create the false dossier. Along with the the two veins, you have the dossier and you have the George Papadopoulos angle, both of which were completely instigated by the FBI, by paid operatives for the FBI, no, at that time, it was known that the, the FISA warrant applications were devoid of exculpatory material, which they are mandated to have. Leslie Stahl knew that. She already knew about Carter Page. She, she already knew about Papadopoulos. This was already out. And she just sits there and goes, no, 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 no. You can, pre- you can present video footage to these people. You can... You can show them sworn testimony, whether it's on video or whether it's written down, and they will still deny it no matter what. That is what we are dealing with. That's why you avoid them, you ignore them, and then you prosecute them or you sue them into oblivion. We don't need to go back and forth with them. We don't need to be protesting. We need to be collecting a massive amount of money, get these people under oath, and sue them into oblivion, which I'll get to more in a moment. This is the first thing. Of course, on Tuesday night, I wore my Defund the FBI t-shirt because really that's what this week is about. Can't wear two podcasts in a row, but if I could, I would. Because the FBI needs to be completely and totally disbanded. Any reputable agent needs to be reassigned to CBP, reassigned to the ATF, DEA, somewhere else, Secret Service, whatever it is, and the FBI needs to be completely and totally disbanded because their former, their former job, their, their, their former charge 
of enforcing laws inside the constitutional, inside of the uh, continental United States has been completely dropped. They have no interest in enforcing laws inside the United States of America and upholding their oath to the Constitution. They're no longer doing that. We know that. So let's deep dive into the FBI because what happened on Capitol Hill today was you had multiple whistleblowers from the FBI come forward. And let's all remember how Vindman was treated as the Ukraine hoax whistleblower or the defender of the Ukraine hoax whistleblower, one of the two, where he was treated with all this respect. Remember, they had this secret hearings down in the basement of the Capitol, treated with all this respect. And now you have actual FBI agents, not, not Lieutenant Colonel Vinman, who, who forces every civilian to call him by his military title, which is not protocol, by the way. But these are actually FBI whistleblowers. And the funniest thing, I just wanted to start off on, a comic, on, the, on the comical side of things, was Linda Sanchez, devout, purple-haired, Marxist, Leninist, bourgeois, globalist, elitist, Linda Sanchez, Congresswoman Linda Sanchez, she attempts to humiliate a, a, I'm trying to remember his name, Marcus Allen, knew it was a football player's name, tries to humiliate former FBI agent, whistleblower Marcus Allen, or suspended uh, whistleblower uh, FBI agent, I'm not sure yet, tries to humiliate him by, by attaching to him a Twitter post. You gotta watch it for yourself. Play it for me, Will. Mr. Allen, have you ever used Twitter, yes or no? I have utilized Twitter, yes. Okay, and is your account at Marcus A9705064? That is absolutely not my account. Okay, that's not your account. Well, on December 5th, 2022, an account under the name Marcus Allen retweeted a tweet that said, That is not my account, ma'am. You haven't let me finish the question, sir. might have been a football player. You haven't let me finish the question. And the time is mine. On December 5th, 2022, an account under the name of Marcus Allen retweeted a tweet that said, quote, Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th retweet if you agree, end quote. Do you agree with that statement? Yes or no? That That is, I don't, no ma'am. That's not my account at all. I have I'm no asking idea. whether you agree with that statement, yes or no? Can you please rephrase the statement? Yeah. Do you think I'm the that lady has expired. staged January 6th? I just want him to answer he'll answer, he'll answer. question. Yeah, he'll answer. I'm just telling you your time's up. Do you believe that Nancy Pelosi, do you agree with the statement that this person tweeted that Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th? Yes I, or I no? No. Thank you. See, she's completely humiliated and it has no effect on her. That's who these people are. And just, just on a side note of my own personal observations, if you're in your 50s heading close to 60 like Linda Sanchez, why are you dyeing your hair purple or fuchsia? Why why exactly would you want to look like that? It reminds me of 50, 60-year-old women. I'm 54. My wife's in her 50s and she's beautiful. But the thing is, she wouldn't be trying to dye her hair purple. And, and women who walk in with the latest styles on that are meant for 18 and 19 year olds. So why is she doing that? Just shows you a deep character flaw. And then when she says, he already tells her, she, he asks, she asks, is Marcus Allen, I'll just make up the numbers, 
Uh, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, there it's right. Aaron's got it on the screen for me. Marcus A97050645. Is that, and he tells her, no, absolutely not. But that doesn't stop her. He asks her, is, he, she asks him, is this your Twitter account? He stops her, absolutely not my account. But that doesn't, that doesn't dissuade her at all from asking her ridiculous question. She's asking about a tweet that he allegedly tweeted that he just told her did not come from his account. She should have then said, you know what? Never mind, I was wrong. But these people never do that. Just like COVID-caving pastors and COVID-caving Christians and COVID-caving conservatives. Never come out and say I was wrong. Just proceed on. And so she goes on and says, okay, it wasn't your account. Well, on December 5th, 2022, then she starts to talk about the postings from the account. That's not his. I mean, that's how ridiculous these people are. That's why we don't need to protest them. We need to run great candidates against them. Conservative, not electable people. Great conservatives. They lose, they lose. Great conservatives against them. Sue them into oblivion. Legislate them into oblivion. Fire them into oblivion. Prosecute them into oblivion. That's all that needs to happen. So she proceeds on. Well, on, even though it's not your account, let me ask your opinion about what was tweeted on some nefarious account. So on to, and her, her squeaky Roseanne Barr sounding voice with her Roseanne Barr looks. She goes on with, well, on December 5th, 2022, this was posted on an account that's not yours. Do you agree with it? Of which he said, no. I mean, these, these people are absolutely, here, here's where she got it from Greg Price tweet. It would appear Linda Sanchez found a random Twitter account. I mean, Marcus Allen's are out there. See, you can, you can be like me and be like Tom Lipley. There's not a lot of Lipleys out there. But if your name is, is Bill Smith or Marcus Allen, there's a whole lot of Mark Allens, Marcus Allens out there. I know the, the great football player, but there's a whole lot of Marcus Allens. So she just picks a Marcus Allen tweet, probably from her staffers, scrolling through, hey, we found one. That, that's, that's the deep dive and investigatory efforts of the globalist left. Like Tom, why do you always say globalist left? That's what they are. They hate the United States. They love global government. Government. Linda Sanchez hates the Constitution, hates the Bill of Rights, hates the Declaration of Independence, hates that we have a southern border, hates the sovereignty of the United States of America. She is not an American. She's a globalist, bourgeois, leftist hack. That's who they are. Just like Biden, just like Harris, just like uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, all of them. Gavin Newsom, anybody you want to name on the globalist left hand, Justin Trudeau, all of them. It would appear that Linda Sanchez found a random Twitter account with 118 followers with, with the same name as the witness that she, that she brought to the hearings and claimed and claimed was his and laughs at her. That's the account that she just pulled up. Look at that. Yeah, that would be the account of a former FBI agent, right? With 118 followers following 481 with 118 followers. No, she just pulled it out with no, absolutely no, you know, description whatsoever outside of conservative Republican, which that's convenient, by the way. They just form, I can tell what's going through. So when we have a camera in here, you'll be able to see uh, Will and Aaron. You'll see Aaron's facial expressions of what I know what he's thinking right now because we're like mind melted. <laughs> Is he's thinking, well, what they did was their staffers just went and created a Twitter account. You know, or, or the left just creates Twitter accounts and puts these things out on them, of course, so they can be used later at their hearings. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Christopher Steele, open source data. 
In other words, Google it. That's open source data. That was the entire steel dossier. Igor, Igor Danchenko's bar talk and Christopher Steele's open source data. Who not, and Adam Schiff's still coming forward and saying, oh yeah, it was real. They're all, Christopher Steele's putting out tweets it was real. Christopher Steele, who acknowledged under oath that it was open source data and, and Igor Danchenko bar talk lies, is, is putting out tweets that it was real. You're like, how does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. It's just Goebbels propaganda to try to deflect and try to avoid future lawsuits. There needs to be a warrant issued for Christopher Steele for espionage, and he needs to be brought back to the United States under that warrant. And you, right While you release Edward Snowden and Julian Assange, put a warrant out for Christopher Steele. Igor Danchenko's already in custody, his prime subsource. But I digress. Let's go back to Linda Sanchez. So, so she says, you know, that... Marcus Allen, is this you that put this tweet out? So, you know what? This is what Linda Sanchez put out. Put the next one up. Linda Sanchez put out, Donald Trump is the greatest president of my lifetime. 553,000 views. Which, by the way, you're like, well, is, is that the Linda Sanchez who's a democratic globalist leftist hack? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm going by their rules. Their rules are, if it says Linda Sanchez said it, then Linda Sanchez said it. She said that Donald Trump is the greatest president of her lifetime. Mark it, flag it, it's done. There you go. So I just had to start off with that angle. So let's set this up now. So we have the FBI whistleblowers coming and testifying before Congress. This is what needs to be done. You're like, you know what? These Republicans, they need to be legislating. How are you going to legislate? You can't, get, you can't get past the presidential veto because you don't have enough votes in the Senate. You're not even the majority in the Senate. This is what needs to be done by the Congress right now. And then we need to win the Congress, the Senate, and then the White House in 2024. But right now, hearings is what we should be doing. Defunding is what we should be doing. Those of us on the right, they can defund the FBI today. They can defund the FBI right now if they want to, because Congress, you need to understand this. President can't stop it. Senate can't stop it. FBI can't stop it. Supreme Courts can't stop it. They can defund the FBI right now, and that's what needs to be done. So here's Rep. Rep. Matt Gates, Matt Gates from Florida, northern end of Florida, breaking the Washington D.C. FBI field office confirmed that undercover officers, finally admitting it, undercover officers, confidential informants, and FBI assets were present at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, despite what FBI Director Ray has previously said. Play for me, will? Mr. Allen, we just heard, uh, astonishingly heard a Democrat on this committee question your allegiance to the United States. How many tours in Iraq did you do? I did two tours in Iraq, sir. And, and for how many decades have you held a security clearance? Uh, for two decades, sir. Ever been called into question before? No, sir. And, and you also received the Employee of the Year Award for the Charlotte Field Office, is that right? That is correct, sir. Did you receive any medals during your service for the Marine Corps in the United States Navy? I did, sir. As a member of the Marine Corps, I received two, uh, a Navy Commendation Medal and a Navy Achievement Medal. Seems to me your allegiance to the United States is pretty well established over multiple decades, wearing the uniform, fighting for our country, and I am proud that you continue to fight for our country as a whistleblower here, making a disclosure to the United States Congress. Uh, and Mr. Allen, is it your belief that you were retaliated against because you shared an email that questioned the truthfulness of FBI Director Christopher Wray. Yes, sir. 
And you believed that he wasn't truthful based on testimony he'd given to the United States Senate. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. And in that testimony to the Senate, you believe that Christopher Wray indicated that there were no confidential informants and no uh, FBI assets that were present at the Capitol on January 6th that were part of the violent riot. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Please play the video. We're, we're now going to hear from George Hill, who worked at the Boston field office. The SSA in Boston said they were going to a political rally, which is First Amendment protected activity. No, we're not uploading. We're not starting cases on these people. To which they said, well, we're going to call your SAC. And the SSA said, go right ahead. Because when you're pushing back, you know, you want to make sure that you have your, your six covered. So the SAC and the ASAC were intimately aware of these kinds of exchanges that were going on. And again, to his credit, um, Joe Bonavolanta said, no, we're not opening up cases on people who went to a rally. And I forgot a key part. The SSA for CT2 said, happy to do it. Show us where they were inside the Capitol and we'll look into it. To which WFO said, we can't show you those videos unless you can tell us the exact time and place those individuals were inside the Capitol, to which the SSA responded back. And I was privy to these conversations firsthand. Why can't you show us? Why can't you just send us, the, give us access to the 11,000 hours of video of this exam that's available? Because there may be, may be UCs, undercover officers, or CHS's confidential human, for, confidential human sources on those videos whose identity we need to protect. So Mr. Allen, you got retaliated against for the very thing, for saying the very thing that the Washington field office was telling Boston when the Boston field office was saying, we're not going to go and investigate people that just showed up at a rally without sufficient criminal predicate. Uh, the, the Washington field office told Boston, well, you know what, we can't give you the evidence because it might disclose the very CIs and UCs that you are concerned about. But that doesn't surprise you, Mr. O'Boyle, does it? No, sir. And the reason it doesn't surprise you is that in a different part of the country, you saw that same pressure from the Washington field office. And did they ever try to get you to do something that was outside the normal order of law enforcement activity? Yes, sir. And what did the Washington field office try to get you to do that violated the law and regulations? They tried to get me to serve a federal grand jury subpoena when there was no proper predicate to do so. And the reason there was no predicate was because it was based on an anonymous tip, right? That's correct. And time and again, the Washington field office was trying to pressure you without corroboration to go start process on people. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. And so while I agree that January 6th was a violent day, a bad day, a day that nobody wants to relive, violence on January 6th doesn't justify weaponizing the government against people who were innocent and did nothing wrong. Thank you for blowing the whistle on that. All right, three parts longer video than we usually like to show, but it was just too good I because it had three parts in it. First of all, just to further illustrate what a good person Marcus Allen is, Marine Corps veteran, Two medals, two combat tours, and one agent of the year inside of the Charlottesville or Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte field office of the FBI. Then you have the boss that that footage that was more grainy. I actually have better footage of that, which I'm not going to show. But 
But the grainy footage is that's the Boston office talking about the Boston FBI office, field office, talking about the Washington, D.C. office. The Boston office is kind of going to try to make this not complicated, but the Boston office is contacting the Washington, D.C. office saying, why do you want us to start investigating all of these people? Because what the FBI had done was gotten the phone records of everybody who flew in, drove in, got a hotel room, got a cup of coffee. They got that from, uh, trying to remember, uh, the, oh gosh, I just forgot. They got it from a bank. I have the bank information in a second, but got it from a bank, from the from a, from a major bank. I just forgetting the name right now. But anyway, um, it's one of the big ones, Aaron. Throw out names you can remember. Bank of America. Boom. That's why you're here, brother. So they got all that information from the Bank of America about everybody who flew in. And now, so they're just going out throughout the country and saying, you know what? We need you guys to start investigating these people. Well, in order to investigate, in order to, because the FBI has a protocol, as does all law enforcement agencies, you don't just open investigations without a predicate, without reasonable suspicion, probable cause, a complaint from somebody. But they were like, no, this person went to Starbucks on 1-5, so we need you somewhere in the D.C. metro area, and now we need you to open up an investigation. They flew back to Boston. Now we need you to open up an investigation against them. The Boston office is going, you know, why, why do you want us to do that? There's absolutely no probable cause or reasonable suspicion for us to investigate this person. Absolutely none. And they said, well, if you want us to investigate them, well, then send us the 11,000 hours worth of video footage that you have and we'll see if they did anything otherwise we're not going to investigate them that's what boston fbi said to dc fbi and the dc fbi responds to the boston fbi by saying we can't send you the footage because there's fbi assets in the crowd and christopher ray testified under oath that he couldn't answer those questions and later testified under oath that there wasn't anybody, any FBI agents in the crowd. Whoops. These, listen, this is the thing. We don't need to go stand in front of the FBI building. Waste of life. Don't need to try to prosecute Ray now. Waste of life. You're not going to get past Merrick Garland. Waste of life. You do what Marjorie Taylor Greene's doing. You impeach Donald Trump. She's impeaching Donald Trump. She's putting forth papers to impeach Donald Trump. You're like, that'll never be, there'll never be a conviction in the Senate. I know. You might even think there won't be 218 signatures in the Congress to make it happen. Well, we have those signatures. Just has to be enough people with guts to sign it. I would if I was there. All in favor of impeaching Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump, uh, Joe Biden. Because Donald Trump was impeached twice. And my point was, it, uh, Donald Trump was exonerated twice, but they always say the twice impeached Donald Trump. Well, that's, that's what you do to Joe Biden. You're like, Tom... That's tit for tat. That's vengeance. No, that's what you do. Otherwise, it's going to keep happening over and over and over again. Christine Bozzi Ford, Anita Hill, E. Jean Carroll, over and over and over again. Alvin Bragg, Letitia James, Keisha Bottoms, over and over and over and over again. George Gascon, until you make them pay. Until you make them pay, it's going to happen over and over again. So then the last part of it was uh, former agent O'Boyle was testifying that he was told to subpoena somebody with absolutely no reason to subpoena them. Well, to subpoena that person, in other words, what they use is no predicate. 
In other words, there's no reason at all to subpoena the person, but you're going to subpoena them anyway. Why would they subpoena them anyway? To get them to do a quote-unquote voluntary interview, and in that voluntary interview, lie to the FBI. How, well, then a person, they're lying to the FBI. If they, even if they did lie to the FBI, they'd be lying, they'd be obstructing an investigation into a crime that didn't occur. Even if, Now, what they will do is just manufacture a lie like they did with General Flynn. And all General Flynn's 302s post-interview, it says that he did not lie, and then they changed the 302s and changed their stories and then said that he did lie. That's what they will do. They'll actually change your witness statement. And with chat GBT and all those ways, they can alter your own, your own video recordings your audio, and your audio recordings. They can do all that now. Just keep that in mind. So here's how whistleblowers are supposed to be treated. This is Tristan Levitt testifying. This is a Sweet P. Bell Bell video. Tristan Levitt nails it on the definition of a whistleblower. This is important. You want to talk about predicate, that we set the predicate for how whistleblowers are to be treated. Play for me, Will. GOP witnesses, what their disclosures indicate about the state of the Republican investigations. That report was inaccurate, both on the law and on the facts. The law doesn't define the term whistleblower. Instead, it protects from retaliation individuals who engage in protected activity. For over a century, simply making disclosures of any information to Congress has been a protected activity. Furthermore, an appropriations writer, in effect at this time, prohibits money from paying the salary of any federal employee who prohibits or prevents any other federal employee, such as FBI whistleblowers, from communicating with Congress. The Democrats' report denied whistleblower status to individuals engaged in the precise activity the legislative branch has considered protected since 1912. The report's reliance on evidence for whistleblower status is also misplaced. Simply communicating a reasonable belief of misconduct is protected whistleblower activity under the law. This applies regardless of whether the whistleblower produces evidence at that time backing up their allegations. Only protecting whistleblower disclosures accompanied by conclusive evidence, as the Democrats seem to require, would have disastrous consequences for retaliation throughout the federal government. My experience working for Congress was that whistleblowers brought allegations, and where the committees found those allegations worthy of further follow-up and congressional action, we conducted investigations. No one expects a private citizen to investigate a crime before going to the police, and we didn't expect a whistleblower to investigate their own agency. That's also essentially how the law for remedying retaliation through the MSPB is set up, where making a non-frivolous allegation leads to discovery, interviews, and more. Simply put, the burden isn't on the whistleblower to produce the evidence at the outset. That's why there's an investigative process. The Democrats' report also got the facts wrong. For example, they claim DOJ IG declined to investigate Mr. Friend's claim, when in fact DOJ IG will be interviewing Mr. Friend tomorrow and has an ongoing investigation. DOJ IG says no one from the Democrat staff ever contacted their office to verify this claim before issuing their report. Inexcusably, a number of mainstream media sources simply repeated the Democrats' wrong information uncritically without bothering to check the facts for themselves, which is why there were multiple retractions. FBI whistleblowers have traveled a hard road over the years. They should be treated by Congress the same as other whistleblowers. Issuing reports smearing those who come forward from the FBI will unquestionably deter others from taking that same path. Congress must have firsthand information about how federal agencies are operating to perform its constitutional duty of oversight. Why would future whistleblowers bring their disclosures to Congress if they think they might be treated? Bottom line with this video is that FBI is that FBI agents that qualify as whistleblowers, which they all do. And you notice there is a broad definition of whistleblowers. What you say doesn't even have to be true. 
for you to be a whistleblower, i.e. Alexander Vindman. You don't even have to be true. You're still protected because they want to enhance, they want to uh, enable people to come forward to testify properly about agencies that are abusing their power. That's what, so even though whistleblowers may come forward and even lie, they're protected. But what's the FBI doing? Because these guys aren't lying for one thing. But the FBI is suspending and firing whistleblowers. Again, right now, and this is what keeps you from being frustrated. This is what keeps you from being frustrated. There's nothing we can do now. All of this has to be documented, and it is, in the weaponization of government, uh, you know, Jim Jordan and James Comer's uh, committees. It's, it's being documented. These people are all getting, getting, getting subpoenaed and put under oath. That's what needs to happen. And then all of this testimony will be used against them later on. Because right now, Merrick Garland, who is nothing more than Goebbels, nothing more than Mengele, nothing more than Hitler's right-hand man or Stalin's right-hand man and drop-off, he's nothing more than any of those guys. That's who he is. He's going to be the most corrupt AG in American history is Merrick Garland. We all know that. Got raiding in Mar-a-Lago, arresting pro-lifers, all that he's been doing. So we know it's not going to happen. So what you do is just need to understand we're getting this stuff out now. And then when we are in power, we have to turn the screws on these people. And it, the Christians will be like, you know, you don't take, ven- you don't take vengeance against the repentant. You, you do. Listen, these people, they need... They need, it's, it, it's give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Take heed to yourself if your brother sins against you. Rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Luke 17, 3. So they're not repenting, so they need to be sued, prosecuted, and legislated into oblivion. And I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino, from, but on day one, I'm not talking about the first 100 days, the first 100 hours, I'm talking about on day one. What, what Trump needs to do would be the greatest thing. When he gets sworn in again as president, as soon as he gets done, don't do any ceremonial things. About face 180 degrees, walk to the White House, fire Christopher Wray, fire the head of the CIA, fire all of the, tr- the top staffers of all of these three-letter agencies now. And then the, and then the media will come out and say, oh, uh, you know, just anarchy, anarchy, insurrection, sedition. Then while they're doing that, fire the next tier down. Get rid of the IRS. That's what you do. That's what has this. I'm talking about a nonviolent legislative revolution. That's what has to occur. But we have to be in power first. There's not a whole lot that anything can be anything. What what needs to be done is there's not a whole lot that can be done right now. What needs to be done is what they're actually doing. Are they doing a great job? Jim Jordan's doing a great job. James Comer's doing a great job. Get all these people on the record. When you have the number two Democratic Party FBI operative who worked with Alvin Bragg to bring the nefarious charges against Trump, who go, he gets brought before Congress and he takes the fifth to every question. Great, now he's, we got him, that's good. That's all we can do right now. Don't protest, don't, don't, don't organize marches, it all does nothing, nothing. We need to, we need to give mass amounts of money to Judicial Watch, to James O'Keefe, people like that, get the get it all exposed, to the Liberty Council and sue these people into oblivion. Many of them need to be sued into oblivion. Fauci needs to be criminally prosecuted 
Number one, just for felony perjury 500 times, just on gain of function alone. Hillary Clinton, you got 30,000 charges against Hillary Clinton for deleting subpoena emails. Each one's a felony of obstruction of Congress. James Clapper, perjury. John Brennan, perjury. Christopher Ray, perjury. James Comey, possibly treason. Andrew McKay, possibly treason for what they did. And I could, listen, I'm trying to stay on the FBI right now, on this, on this narrow window with the FBI, because I want, all I want to talk about right now is the Trump collusion hoax, because that's what the, the greatest political hoax in history. The greatest hoax in history is the response to COVID-19. Yes, it's the greatest hoax in history. No, number one political hoax is the collusion hoax. All right, but back to the FBI. So they're not allowed. They're not allowed. It's against the law. It's against fair labor practices to suspend or even take any punitive action against a whistleblower. But they are. And you're like, well, what are we going to do about it? We can sue them. But we get, right now, it's getting them on the record. There's these FBI agents that have lost everything. It's not much we can do right now. Cash Patel, and these, they're, they're, they're all calling it now. They're calling the FBI agents paid operatives. But Cash Patel has floated these guys some money. Not paying them for it. The next one I'm going to show you, Garrett O'Boyle, has been suspended for 400 days. He can't, they, they seized his furniture. I'll, I'll let him tell the story, then we'll talk about it. Joe Valdez's video. Joe Valdez video. I want to get his name right. Powerful testimony from FBI whistleblower Garrett O'Boyle. Play it for me, Will. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. My strong, beautiful, and courageous wife and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying, and I'll never forget my oath. So what they do to Garrett O'Boyle is they purpose, this is all on purpose because he's a whistleblower. They found out he was a whistleblower. So, you know, we're going to transfer him across the country. So he lives out West. They transfer him to Virginia in the dead of winter. It's dead. I mean, it is freezing cold. He had to beg his neighbors for jackets because the FBI, what, and tell me, what is the predicate that allows the FBI to seize his household goods. You're like, well, that could never happen. It can if the people doing it have the guns and you don't. You're like, well, that, that, that just isn't allowed. Listen, things not allowing, allowed to, to happen no longer applies to the United States of America. If the people in power want to do it, they do it. You're like, and it's just like what I tell you all the time. People are just like, well, no matter what, if I don't do anything bad, I'll never be arrested. That's not true. 
All they have to do is put on a probable cause affidavit that you did something. We're like, well, yeah, but there's no evidence. Doesn't matter. If you have Letitia James puts that on an affidavit that you stole a bike. You're like, well, I never stole it. I was never even in the state of New York. Doesn't matter because she brings it to Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg files on it. He gets a jury, a grand jury of your peers. Your peers in New York City, those are your peers. They know that you're a Trump supporter and that you stole a bike. So you're a jury, a grand jury of your peers then indicts you. So then you, are, you get another jury of your peers. Now, now a regular jury, those are your peers. New York City, no. In front of a Hillary judge with a jury of Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton supporting hyper leftist New Yorkers and they're not gonna convict you? What do you, doesn't matter. And you have a defense attorney that's also a leftist. You're like, when you lose, well, then I'll appeal. You'll appeal to a leftist appellate court and a leftist uh, New York Supreme Court. There's no way out. This is, this is where we are. That's why you have Alex Jones. That's why you have Steve Bannon. That's why you have Peter Navarro, uh, General Michael Flynn, Roger Stone, James O'Keefe, raided. Rudy Giuliani, raided raided or prosecuted in blue areas doesn't matter you're like it can't happen because i never did it it ha- it, it happened if they put on a, piece, on a piece of paper that it did and there's nobody to backstop it and then you're like tom you talk about this all the time i know because i want you to understand i was a cop for 25 years i understand the legal system the criminal legal system i understand it not the civil legal system the criminal legal system i understand how it works so they transfer Garrett O'Boyle across the country, knowing that he's a whistleblower, suspend him the day that he gets there. Don't allow him to get his clothes out of storage for weeks. He's been an FBI agent and former military uh, personnel, former soldier in the military has to beg on the streets like a dirty dog for jackets for his kids. They refuse to release his goods. And he's still suspended now, and it's over 400 days. He can't get another job. He's suspended from the FBI. He's basically like under contract to them. So he's just sitting there. And Cash Patel has floated him some money. Well, what else is, how's the man supposed to feed his children? He's not allowed to get another job. This is what, this is lawfare. If they'll do this to you, it's just like Tucker Carlson, although Tucker's getting paid 20 million a year. So I think he'll squeak by. But Tucker can't get another job because he's under contract with Fox. There's no compete clause. Same thing here. He's not allowed to get another job. It's on purpose. It's lawfare. It's just, it's the, the federal government has no limits to, to, to how much cash is at hand. If they, don't, if they run out of cash, they just print some more. You, on the other hand, have limits. They sue you into oblivion. And we need to turn the tables on them starting in January of 2025. And right, well, it's starting even right now. We set the precedence right now. We get the evidence right now. We get the recordings right now. Because we got two straight years of owning the Congress, no matter what happens in 2024. We own the Congress. We own the purse strings. We are, we are the majority. We put together the committees, period. And under the new rules of the committee, which they're not doing, by the way, which they should. They should do, they, you know, whether it's Comey, whether, I mean, Comer, or whether it's Jim Jordan or anybody else, they need to be, they need to be uh, 
using the exact, implementing the exact same rules that Nancy Pelosi did with the 1-6 committee, where you get to choose the Democrats on your committee too. That's the new rules. You need to remember that the 1-6 committee was completely illegitimate, did not have the lawful right to issue subpoenas. So then when Steve Bannon didn't respond to their subpoena, they had him arrested for not responding to a subpoena they weren't allowed to issue. And he's convicted. We need to do the same thing. Same exact thing. Oh, we'll pick the Democrats on there. Don't let them pick, but they're not doing that because the Republicans are still under the delusion that you can play the game fairly with these people. It's, it's like being in an MMA, MMA match and they have a chainsaw. And you go out there, we still want to stick by the rules. Okay, you can stick by the rules all you want. Your arms are going to be sawed off and you're going to die. You have to go out with a chainsaw. Period. Right now, what needs to be happening, whether it's the Ken Paxons of the world, the red attorney generals, there's some great ones. Missouri is great. Ken Paxton is great. They need to be prosecuting Democrats in their states. There are ways of doing that. You need to bring them to your, that's that's what Alvin Bragg did. If a Democrat ever stepped foot in your state and did anything illegal, no matter how small it was, you need to be, they need to be prosecuted or sued. Period. How do you do that? Well, it's very simple. It's just like Alex Jones, defamation. He was found guilty of defamation in two places, Hartford, Connecticut, and Austin, Texas. I mean, you don't get any bluer than that. Well, you can do the same thing with defamation for Adam Schiff in Ken Paxton's Dallas, Texas. Because how did they get Alex Jones? Well, the broadcast goes throughout the world, but those keep it inside the United States for the sake of discussion. It goes out throughout the United States. So his defamation can be prosecuted in any state. We need to do the exact same thing. Well, we don't want to play by those. You're going to lose then. You're in an MMA match. They have guns, and you're sitting there with your two-ounce gloves. Well, keep by the rules. Okay, you can play by the rules all you want. You're dead, but you played by the rules. Those rules are gone. We don't lie. If there was defamation, Adam Schiff, defamation. Jake Tapper, defamation. Brian Stelter, defamation. uh, Moscow Maddow, defamation. They, for years, were saying there was collusion, that Donald Trump was urinated on. You had Colbert jumping on a bed, talking about Donald Trump being urinated on in Moscow. Defamation. Bring him to Florida. It would be a Scambia County, Florida. It doesn't matter. We have to play by their rules. They have machine guns inside of an MMA match. Now we need to have machine guns inside of an MMA match. Simple as that. Where am I at, Will? Rep, okay, Rep Bishop. There we go. I had to show you this one. Just more information. Uh, a couple more on the FBI after that, but Rep Dan Bishop, Bank of America, remember I said that earlier, gave a list to the FBI. Play it for me. Oh, and I think Americans need to hear it because there are other glimpses of just how the victimization is going on and how it's victimization at scale. This is one fact that struck me. The Bank of America records, the story that Bank of America turned over the credit card transactions, whether for an aircraft or a lodging or the purchase of a cup of coffee, for everyone who decided to come to Washington, to be in Washington area, the Northern Virginia area. That's one of the things that you asked questions about. There are victims all over the place. All of the people who suffered 
when the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security got involved in censorship with social media platforms, millions and millions of tweets and narratives being taken down. That is victimization at scale. It must be resolved. And the fact that those who profess to be most concerned about victimization of people by law enforcement in this country join in the victimization of you. I think that's the takeaway, at least for me, from this hearing. I won't stay on this point too long, but just so everybody remembers, Bank of America gave a list to the FBI of all of their clients who in any way, shape, or form bought anything anywhere near the 1-6 rally. That's what they did, and the FBI used that to open criminal investigations on people who flew into D.C. And remember, the Boston field office said, well, give releases to videos, and that way, they, you know, say they got, you got, you know, Jim, Jim Smith and, and Bob Williams. Well, that's, we want you... We want you to open an investigation on these guys. DC says to Boston. Boston said, well, send us the 11,000 hours worth of video and we'll see if we can find these two guys. And if we can find them, then we'll do it because that's proper predicate. That, that's, that's, that's proper procedure. That's, that's SOP. That's what you do. Standard operating procedure. No, because if we give you that video footage, it'll show our own operatives in the crowd committing felonies. I added the committing felonies on the end of it. So we've already got into that, so I won't reiterate too much on that. But just remember, that's what Bank of America did. Normally, that would require what is called, let me see, what's that word? A warrant? But not with Bank of America, because they're one of the chosen five. As they purposely crashed every bank in this country so that there's five banks. Aaron knows them by heart. I don't know them by heart anymore. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, they have them all there. Aaron, you're the best. J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs. There you go. That's producer Aaron. So that they got to be one of the five banks. So they're all in it together. The FBI is part of the globalist bourgeois leftist elitist cabal. That's why that's why Christopher Ray was in Davos. Why would why would the FBI director go to Davos? The FBI can only enforce crimes inside of the United States of America. Why is it in Davos? Because they're all in this together to leverage you into a one world commerce. And first time I've said it, 925, usually say it 12 times a show, leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyranny. Simple as that. These, they're all in on it. They never think the tyranny is going to turn on themselves. All these leftists are on, are on Twitter. Oh, we're just so glad that they're prosecuting everybody. These are the people that used to rage against the machine. Now they grab their ankles for the FBI. It's amazing to me. Not thinking that the FBI will turn on you. You won't, you can't, you will never be left enough. Eventually they always eat their own. Just, just look at history, whether it goes from Mao, Stalin, Hitler, always execute their own. They may be further down the rung. They may get to the right wingers first, but they get to all of their supporters later. Your cooperation and your collaboration and your cooperation will not spare you from the consequence of the tyranny that you elect. It will not. So here's the thing. Now, he's talked about at the end of that, Dan Bishop, who's one of the few real conservatives on the Hill. He's for real. There's a few up there. Matt Gates, MTG. Dan Bishop's one of them. And there's, other, there's many others. I'm not going to try to remember everybody's name right now. But he talked about at the end, he says, you have the victimization from 1-6, and then you have, you want to talk about collusion. 
The FBI colluding with Twitter, colluding with Facebook, colluding with Google, colluding with YouTube to take down opposition political posts. In order for it to be opposition to the FBI, that would mean that the FBI can't be apolitical. They only took down conservative posts. The FBI didn't take down, you're like, the FBI didn't do it. Well, it's the same old game. Again, I say this to you, and I don't, I don't mean to be redundant, but I need, you were talking about precedent and predicate. Well, here's how it works. Anthony Fauci testifies under oath that the NIH did not fund gain-of-function research. How can he say that? Well, because he gave the money to Peter Daszak from Equal Health Alliance who funded gain-of-function research. Alvin Bragg says, I didn't receive any money from George Soros, just like all the 75 attorney generals and district attorneys that received money from George Soros will say. But Alvin Bragg says, I didn't receive money from George Soros. No, he received money from Act Blue that George Soros gave money to. For specifically for him. George Soros said, I'm giving this money to you to give to Alvin Bragg. So he gives it to Act Blue. It's not actually Act Blue, but it's a it's one of the subsidiaries of Act Blue. It's just easier to say. So Soros gives it to Act Blue specifically for Alvin Bragg, and Act Blue gives it to Alvin Bragg, but he says, I didn't receive anything from Soros. That's what they always do. And so the FBI said will say, We didn't, we didn't tell Twitter to do these things we all, as a government. Well, my question is, first of all, why wouldn't you go after all political posts? If you're gonna be, if you're gonna do this, and why you're like, we want, we want, although it's totally anti-second, anti-First Amendment, but why wouldn't you, why, why were all the falsehoods about Donald Trump taken down, like collusion? Why, why, why weren't all the falsehoods about COVID-19, masking, vac stops, uh, transmission? An infection? Why wasn't that targeted by the FBI? It wasn't. So the FBI, in order for them, to, in order for them not to be acting apolitically, they would have to be taking down posts from both sides. They only went after right wing, right wing posts. So anyway, so you have Bishop saying that you have these victims all over the country. Whether it's one six when they're wanting to arrest another over a thousand of them, to this day they're going after a thousand more. So you have those victims, and then he said all the victims of the FBI's collusion with social media and to take down their posts, it destroyed people's lives. Like for me, I'll just give you myself as an example. They, they've, like right now on Facebook, I have like no viewers. When I first started this podcast, we'd have, we weren't, there was no rumble. We started three years ago. Remember three, oh, well now it's like 36 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. We started there like three years ago and we'd have, the, you know, within a week or two, we had eight or 900 viewers. Now they're all gone. I got 434 watching on multiple platforms now because I've been smashed on YouTube and smashed on Facebook. Now I don't, my living does not come from this podcast. My living comes from the church that I'm sitting in right now. And plus I've got a full retirement from the sheriff's office. So I don't even need the church's money. But my, my, my uh, sustenance, my income does not come from this, but many people did who built a, built a podcast over years and years and years of effort. And the stuff that I'm using right now is high dollar, the camera that's pointing at me right now. What does that thing cost, Aaron? 10 grand. That camera says 10,000 bucks. Pointing at me right now. There's a big investment in this. And these get smashed into pieces. As soon as I got any notoriety whatsoever, they just smashed me into the same thing with Twitter, cut my followers in half. So there's, it doesn't affect me because my income doesn't come. A lot of people, their income did come from Alex Jones was making $100 million a year and went bankrupt because YouTube took him off. 
And people are like, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want. Okay, well, if that's the case then, if private companies can do whatever they want, then people who own apartment complexes can choose not to rent homes to transgenders then, right? Private company can do whatever they want. No, you can't do it. You can't violate the Constitution. Even if you are a private company, especially if you are not a publisher, but a platform and are receiving statutory protections from being a platform. So um, liability protections they get from being a platform. So anyway, I digress for a moment, but Dan Bishop says that there's multiple victims from on Twitter. I was one of my, my following got cut in half. Not that I have a huge following on Twitter. I've got like, I don't know, 2,000 something people follow me or whatever. I'm, not, I'm no big time player on anything. I've got several thousand. I can't, oh, by the way, let me just remind everybody. I can't friend you on Facebook. Switch to Rumble. Switch to Rumble. Rumble's great. Rumble is First, is first Amendment. Switch to Rumble. Listen, all of you people on Rumble who know people that are still watching on Facebook, Facebook will not allow me to friend you. I have not been allowed to friend one person on Facebook in three years. They send me regular warnings about this has been take down, your reach has been extremely limited. So I can't switch to Rumble. You gotta have a Getter account, gotta have a Rumble account, gotta have a Gab account, gotta have a Truth account. You gotta have a parallel society. And please like Getter and Twitter, get to where there's real live abilities. Instead of just chosen people, let us all go live. If we don't have an audience, we don't have an audience. But I would love to be live on Getter. I'd love to be live on Gab. I'd love to be live live on Truth. Which one am I missing? Love to be live on Twitter. We are live on Twitter, but not because they need to get Periscope back. I mean, a decent following on Periscope. Yeah, we have like nothing on Twitter. And by the way, I'm getting smushed on Twitter too. Still not free on Twitter because Elon is doing it is doing actually doing a Donald Trump. He's not firing the insiders. And then he just hired Yak or Linda Yakarino. Linda Yakarino, all right. Yak a giant chunk of vomit out of my mouth from the World Economic Forum. What's he think? Just when I start, I know Elon doesn't care if I love him or not, but just when I start to love him, I start, I start feeling the Hallmark vibes toward him. <laughs> he hires Linda Yaccarino from the World Economic Forum and Biden's mask and vaccine whore and NBC correspondent or NBC News something or other, news correspondent, news coordinator, whatever she was, producer. She did Peacock. She actually was the one who put the Peacock channel together. And that's what, that's what Elon's trying to do because see, Peacock was very successful. I mean, it's all woke. It'll go to crap. It's like everything else does that, that, that's woke and it's going to crap, which I got to get to. So I got to get off this FBI stuff. But anyway, but it's 934. I can't believe it's 934. All right, but here, speaking of Twitter, so Bishop talks about all the people that were smashed in Twitter. You can put that up for me, Will. So he talks about that. So here comes Paul D. Thacker puts out, Twitter provided privileged access to banning queen Taylor Lorenz. The FBI was in collusion with Twitter, meeting weekly with Twitter. They were like, well, again, this goes back to my point. We didn't tell anybody to ban anything. No, they just sent them a list of people that they should ban. They didn't tell them to ban them. They just said, here's the FBI recommendations for you to ban. They didn't tell them to ban. So there's, there's always this plausible deniability. There, there is no plausible deniability. Because in order for it to be plausible, it needs to be plausible. 
So the FBI was loosing Washington Post, Jeff Bezos hack, Taylor Lorenz to say whatever she wants to say while cutting me and numerous other and big time people, cutting them just to pieces on Twitter, taking down their posts, banning Donald Trump, banning Marjorie Taylor Greene, banning Steve Bannon, banning Alex Jones. And I can't even think of all of them, all the people that I know that they ban. And I like Elon's post on Bob. I'm trying to love you, Elon. This is the most embarrassing thing to come out of the Twitter file. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And he's doing some about it, but there's many people that are still not allowed. Why is Alex Jones not allowed on Twitter? Why is, not, why is Steve Bannon not allowed on Twitter? Free speech. People can decide for themselves. If they commit defamation, they're open for a lawsuit. People can decide for themselves whether something's the truth or a lie. You know how you figure it out? You see somebody on, on, on a social media platform espousing some viewpoint, call the source of the viewpoint. Somebody says Foundation Church no longer exists, call me. I'll tell you whether it exists or not. Simple as that. Texas Lindsay video breaking. FBI whistleblower Garrett O'Boyle just ended today's hearing with a chilling warning for future FBI whistleblowers. Play for me. All of the hardships you've gone through. If one of your really good friends, your former colleagues, came to you and said, I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it, what advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it long and hard. And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them, or I could put them in touch with Congress, but I would advise them not to do it. So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. I can't think of a more sobering way to end a hearing. I yield back. So the current whistleblower, who's a hero, basically just said that he wouldn't recommend anybody else being a whistleblower. So the Democrats win. That's exactly what they want. Now, he'll still be a whistleblower, but he wouldn't recommend anybody else be a whistleblower. So you think the FBI, in the midst of all of this, this is happening this, within a day or the same day as these hearings, and within the same day or days of the release of the Durham report saying the FBI created a fake collusion hoax. While that's going on, while it's being exposed that the FBI is nothing more than the Goebbels Gestapo for the Democratic Party. And just so remember, the reason why I put Goebbels on that is because they work in the media too. They're collusion with Google, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. They collude with the media too, so they are Goebbels. So in the midst of all of this coming out, you think the FBI would lay low? Nah. It's because it's hierarchical hypocrisy. When it's hierarchical hypocrisy, you don't care about the hypocrisy because you're, it's like that Greg Gutfeld spiel, spiel that was fantastic. Because you believe that your hypocrisy is justified because you're taking down a monster. So you can lie, you can cheat, you can steal, you can create hoaxes. Because you're going to do anything to take down the monster. Because it's Adolf Hitler. So, it, you know, it's your duty to lie. So you, the FBI, in the midst of all of this, is still at it. Here they are, Mar a couple videos from Margaret, Mary Margaret Olihan. New FBI agents Ashley Roberts 
and Kathleen Brown show up at the childhood home of pro-life activists, at least catch what, what crime could a pro-life activist possibly have committed? Possibly, I mean, the, the FACE Act, that ridiculous thing where you're not allowed to block access to an abortion clinic, which by the way, I agree, you shouldn't be able to block access to anybody. I agree, that's the law right now. You're allowed to go get an abortion, go get it, go ahead. You can answer to God for murdering children, that's fine. I agree, but none of these people are actually blocking access. Singing how great thou art outside of an abortion clinic is not a violation of the FACE Act. It's not a violation of it at all. So that but, so, but, but people are being arrested for it. Their homes are being raided for it. So these FBI agents show up to pro-life activist Elisa, uh, uh, Elise Ketch's house. The agents ask, ask to speak to her. Play it for me. Hi, we're looking for Elise. I'm sorry, she's not here. Can I ask what this is in regards to? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Ashley Roberts, and this is Kathleen Brown. We're both with the FBI. Okay. We just need to speak with her regarding some information that was sent in to us. Okay. Well, she doesn't live here. Oh, okay. So, I mean, she's my daughter, but this isn't her residence currently. Okay. Do, so, you, do you mind giving us her residence or her phone number by chance? She's not in any trouble. We just have information that we need to ask her about. Okay. Here. Do you mind if I take a picture of your badges? Uh, unfortunately, we're not allowed to, to have anyone take our pictures. Can I see it again, please? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, you can always call our office, too, and they can verify our, our employment because it is weird. Not every day you get a knock on the door from the FBI. No, and I'm, like, in a meeting upstairs, so I wasn't trying to not answer. The, well, yeah, I was trying not to answer the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no worries, I've got yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, whoever's at the door is being, like, uber persistent. Give me a minute. <laughs> Sorry. So, no, that's okay. We can leave you our office number if you'd like to call. Them yeah, let me do that. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, sorry to interrupt your meeting. No, you're good. So can you tell me what you said it's in regards to? And we would we would tell you all the information because like i said she's not in any trouble but just out of respect for her we'd like to speak with her first and then okay. if she feels like talking to you which i'm sure she will because it's nothing okay. you know then then yeah. all right well complicated yeah, all right <laughs> Sorry. so yeah up here in washington um that's our number you can call that's our and what's your name kathleen brown Um, yes, I have two FBI agents at the front door. Yes. Do you? I'm. Okay. Wait, you want me to do? First of all, just look at the galactic incompetency of these two FBI agents, Ashley Robinson, Kathleen Brown, who don't want their IDs photographed. First of all, you have your names. Second of all, you're on what do you call that thing? Doorbell, ring camera. Anyway, you idiots. You're right there. It's, I mean, there's your ideas, you stupid idiots. 
These, I mean, they're so incompetent, so stupid. I mean, they remind me of two art church pastor wives. Uh, hi, their swarmy niceness. You know, you didn't do anything wrong, and we're so sorry to disturb you. That's the up talk. Don't believe them. Take that thing down. See, they're not in, she go, they say, you're not in trouble. She's not in trouble. Don't believe a word of it. Yeah, at the moment, they're not in trouble until they get you in an interview and then accuse you of lying to them. Because you, you mixed up a Tuesday with a Wednesday and you said it was the third and it was actually the fourth. Lies! That's what they'll do to you. Don't talk to those people ever without an attorney. Ever. Don't ever talk to these people. Give them absolutely nothing, which is exactly what Elise Ketch told her mom. Give them nothing. Don't, tell, don't give them your daughter's phone number. Nothing. They're, they're, they are doing, they're doing what's called in law enforcement to show up. You, they have no warrant. To, you know what, what you do? As I would have said to these two ladies, hey, Ashley and Kathy, take those, I mean, you know, you know I, I'm trying to see if I've got mine. My former law enforcement, I'm not afraid to show mine. Here you go. Here you go. See, that's, that's like normal ID, right? There you go. Law enforcement. So that's normal. Now they've got ones that are like the size of a book. So I would have said, hey, Ash and Kathy, I've noticed your giant IDs. You know what you guys can do with those giant IDs? Spin them sideways and shove them up your own rectums on your way out to your police car. That's what I would have told them. Flat out. You, you, think, I'm not, you think I'm I'm not kidding. FBI shows them my door. I said, let me see your badges. Well, those are big. Those are big books you keep those in. You know, you can take them and shove them up your own rectum without using any lubricant. That's what you do to the FBI. They are corrupt. They are from the Democratic Party. Ashley Roberts and Kathleen Brown are corrupt. They are corrupt. I don't want anything done to them. I don't want anybody harassing them. I want them completely and totally ignored. And then on the first day of the Trump administration, find Ashley Brown, Ashley Roberts, and Kathleen Brown and fire their rear ends. Hopefully with their IDs still stuck up their own cabooses. Fire them. There are no, there are basically no good agents inside the FBI. If you're going in and doing that, well, you're like, well, I'm just doing my job. I was already, yeah, that's what Goering said also. That's what Mengele said also. That's what Goebbels said also. I was just doing my job. If you listen, if you're an FBI agent and you know that you are you are violating the law or you are violating the SOPs of the FBI and you're not saying anything, then you're liable for all that you've done. And now you are you are a criminal yourself. You're like, well, I'll get fired if I don't do it. Would, would you rather be fired or be a criminal? Well, I'll, I'll get fired if I don't take the vaccine. Well, would you rather be fired or dead? There's absolutely, there's no question about any of this stuff. And I just had to throw this one in the air in my FBI stack, but I, it's just because of the current state of law enforcement in this country. Soros backed, DA Rollins, one of the 75. This is very cheap. All Soros has to do is throw $500,000 in these DA races like he did with Alvin Bragg, and he wins. And he gets these people in very pivotal areas, and a DA is right, basically a legislator. Because all the DA doesn't have to do is don't enforce any crime. Don't, don't, don't enforce any criminal statutes. Don't prosecute anybody. 
Let crime go crazy and then confiscate guns. That's the point of it all. We have a major gun problem, so let's go to all the lawful gun owners who don't commit crimes and confiscate their guns. That's the point of it all. It's all part of the one world. It's one part of the new world order. It's part of the one world commerce system controlled by a tyrant. You can't resist if you have no guns. Soros-backed D.A. Rollins, the top federal prosecutor in Massachusetts, has resigned in disgrace after, after it emerged she engaged in egregious, unethical behavior like trying to sway elections. Oh, that sounds just like the FBI, doesn't it? Meeting with Twitter daily, meeting with Facebook daily, meeting with Google daily, meeting with YouTube daily to sway elections, to take down posts from conservatives only. So this one got caught, and this what needs to happen throughout. Legislate, prosecute, sue into oblivion. Don't protest. Don't get signs. Don't march on Washington. It's all a waste of time. Let's send our money. Let's send our money to, to Judicial Watch. Let's send our money to the Liberty Council. Let's send our money to, to, to James O'Keefe. Let's, let's just go and get them legally. We, we create a massive legal fund where we can draw these criminals and people who are libelous into red areas and sue them into oblivion or prosecute them. We're not going to lie to get them. If they didn't do anything, we're not going to lie. We're not going to be like leftists. We're not going to lie to get them. We're not going to. God hates liars. We're not going to do that. Revelation 21.8, all liars will inherit the lake of fire. No, thank you. We're not going to lie. But if they committed a crime, they, if it, Rachel Maddow is guilty of defamation in every, every state in the union. So she needs to be brought into a red district and sued for defamation. Simple as that. Same thing with Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi. Just bring them down to Texas. They were on, I mean, I believe MSNBC goes into Texas, doesn't it? So you have them slandering the president of the United States, sue them from def- defamation in Jacksonville, Florida. Switching to the border, Breitbart News tweet, nearly half of hotel rooms in New York City, I love this, I mean, I'm all in favor of this. I'm all in favor, I do not feel bad for New Yorkers at all. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. And yes, it's God doing it. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7, God is the Lord of the harvest. You plant these seeds, you elect open borders, politicians, because, man, you get to espouse your virtue. Oh, I'm I'm so virtuous. Let's not build bigger walls. Let's build bigger tables. I'm so virtuous. I got my mask on and my six, six vaccines. I'm so virtuous. I'm just, I'm so virtuous. But you're only virtuous when other people pay the price. You're perfectly virtuous when Del Rio and El Paso is over in Yuma, Arizona, are over-freaking-run with illegals. But when it lands on your doorstep, they're all balling. We've got the video footage from New York, from Chicago. They're all balling. Balling about Eric Adams is opening up school gyms to house illegals. Good. Keep Abbott. Keep sending them up there. Gosh, I wish. I wish that Hobbs was not. I wish Kerry Lake was the governor of Arizona because then it'd be 50 times this many. Instead, we got a globalist hack, bourgeois leftist, Katie Hobbs, who fraudulently won the Arizona election. She's the governor. So otherwise, there'd be, there'd be hundreds of thousands of these. Nearly half of the hotel rooms in New York City today are filled with newly arrived border crossers and illegal aliens living rent-free at the expense of local taxpayers. Yes! Yes, let them go bankrupt. 
Screw the blue states. Let them go bankrupt. Great. Go bankrupt, Eric Adams, you stupid idiot. The dumbest mayor on the planet. Well, second dumbest behind Lori Lightfoot, but she lost her election. So he's now numero uno. Let's go to the next one. Mischief video that we're at, Will. Am I on the right target? Here's some, here's some stats for you. Play it for me. Fox News alert. Six potential terrorists on the FBI's watch list were arrested at our southern border in just two days, bringing a total of 88 men on the watch list crossing this year alone. Meanwhile, President Biden says things are looking up following the end of Title 42. Listen. Yeah, yeah, you see it. It's getting much better. Oh, really? It's getting much better? Let's look again here. FBI terror watch list arrests at the border. In the last six, last two days, six, 88 terrorists arrested at the border. And by the way, remember that if 100,000 people cross the border, that they know about, and then you add in Godaway, so 150,000 a month are crossing the border. It's one to five times that many. So you start at 300,000. So you can just double that at minimum. You can double that a minute. It's 100. It will be 160 at 80. So 170, 180. That's what it really is. Or even can even times that 88 by five, according to CBP statistics. That's how it actually works. Go to the next one for me, Will. Kyle Morris tweet. The illegal alien charged with raping teen girl released into the U.S. by the Biden Department of Homeland Security. Conformally convicted rapist. They knew he was a convicted rapist and released him anyway, and he goes and rapes a girl inside of America. That's the Biden administration. I'll bring it up one more time. The eight-year-old girl who showed up at the border with laryngitis, with 67 DNA uh, samples inside of her body, raped a minimum of 67 times. That's the Biden administration and their great compassion for children. That's who they are. They're evil. They're demonic. What about the Republicans, Tom? They're spineless worms, except for the real ones, the real conservatives like Matt Gates. The rest of them are spineless, capitulating, cooperating, cooperating worms. Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, those types. They're no different than Democrats. They're simply people with R's in front of their names that are supposed to have D's in front of their names, and D's in more than one way. All right, chill, uh, Chad Gilmartin tweet. Is that the right spot? I'm getting all fired up, so now I'm losing track of where I'm at. Well, here's the real stats now, just so you remember. Biden's sitting there in his chair. I'm going to get better. Yeah, you see it. What an idiot. What a stupid idiot. And then, by the way, it's got nothing to do with dementia. Nothing. He's always been a stupid idiot. Always been a pathological, lying pervert. Just talk to the female Secret Service agents that had to watch him swim in the nude. Aaron goes, oh, yeah, imagine that. That's how you finish your day. You get to watch Joe Biden, supposedly happy, happily married to the love of his life, Dr. Jill, who he, who he met in an adulterous affair, crashed. I mean, I, I digress, but I can't help it. I can't, I can't help it. He meets Jill Biden while he, Jill Biden and her husband are working on his campaign. He starts dating Jill wrecks her husband's Corvette, doesn't say anything, and then the insurance company shows up at the husband's house, Jill Biden's current husband's, actually current husband's bar, and says, hey, what about your car that you wrecked? The guy's like, I didn't wreck anything. Oh, it says here that the driver was Senator Joe Biden. 
Now, what Joe Biden says, because he's a pathological, disgusting worm, is he says, you know, we met on a blind date. Oh, really? That's, that's, that, that is the absolute epitome of his truth-telling. Chad Gil Martin tweet, border, uh, Biden's border, go back, back, there you go. Biden's border crosses, uh, border crisis, 211,401 border encounters in April. <laughs> in April, the highest monthly total so far this calendar year, 5,249,144 known, known illegal crossings under Biden. Plus, Aaron, do the math for, more, math for me, just on a piece of paper as quick as you can. Just the best you can. Basically, 5.2 million plus 1.5 million is what? 6,700,000, right? Roughly. So 6.7, 6, uh, 6,700,000, roughly, uh, gotaways who illegally entered without capture. So I want to make sure that you understand these numbers. So on this five men, I'm, my, what I'm looking at, it's over here. So, you know, I'm not meaning to not look at the camera, but the numbers are 5 million illegal, 5, 5.2 million illegal crossings. 1.5 million gotaways. So that adds up to 6.7 million people that they've known. Now that's to date. We're not even three years into the Biden administration and 6.7 million people ha- are known to have illegally crossed. Gotaways means they saw them, they documented them. And according to CBP statistics, I know I say it all the time and I marginally re- re- apologize for the redundancy, but you need to understand that that's 6.7 million. That's the document. That's what they see. People always think that the gotaways are the only extras. That's not true. The gotaways are documented. According to CBP statistics, when you take that 6.7 million, it's one to five times that many actually crossed in these three, in these less than three, in these two and a half years. It's not even, is it two, it's not even two and a half years, right? No, it's two years and what, three months? Three, yeah, so two years and three months. 6.7 no now if you times that you it, it's at least one times it's one to five times that many actually crossed illegally so it's 12 million plus another 1.4 million so it's a minimum of 13.4 million have actually crossed under the biden administration uh, right up to 33.5 that's one to five times as many that's the truth that is long standing precedent inside of the cpp Customs and Border Patrol, that is how they've handled their statistical data for years, for decades. It's one to five times as many as are documented. That's the truth. Think about that. This is why, this is why Marjorie Taylor Greene is impeaching, is impeaching Joe Biden. It's because of this border. I mean, you want to think about it. 6.7 million we know, probably up, it's 13 million to 30 million have actually crossed in two years and three months. 30 million? 30 million? Think about it. Do I think it's 30? No, I think it's somewhere between 15 and 20 million. So two New York cities have crossed in two years and three months. At minimum, one New York City, because that's 6.7 million. New York City is about 8 million people now because a million have left. Just think about that. DC Drano tweet, breaking GOP. Uh, at Rep. Uh, Lena, Lena Polina submits House resolution to expel Representative Adam Schiff from Congress. I love this. What you do? Like it'll never work. Doesn't matter. Now you have it on the record that he was supposed to be or you attempted an expulsion of him. That's what you do. That's how you fight these people. 
That's what you should do. Rep Adam Sheff from, from Congress in light of Durham report findings showing his involvement with illegal spying on the United States president. It's absolutely true. Here's a Charlie Kirk video. Adam Schiff's full-time job for the last five years. Play it for me. There's been no shortage of investigations into President Trump now or soon to be underway. They're looking into the president's tax returns, his inaugural committee, the Trump organization, Russian influence in the campaign, and a lot more. At the center of many of these investigations is going to be the House Intelligence Committee. And at the head of that committee is its chairman, Adam Schiff. But we do know this. The Russians offered help. The campaign accepted help. The Russians gave help and the president made full use of that help. And that is pretty damning. Whether it's simply Donald Trump um, reacting to the question that's been raised about his legitimacy because of the, the taint over the election. Uh, but when people uh, say there's no collusion, they must have a different word for the kind of corrupt coordination of effort between the Trump campaign and the Russians. Uh, we know that the president has made uh, probably over a thousand false statements uh, about the Russia issues. Very clear that the Trump campaign welcomed Russian help, built it into their campaign plan, never reported it, uh, and made full use of it, and then lied about it. Bob Mueller did not find that there was no collusion. In fact, in the first couple of pages of the report, he said we don't address that issue. What we found is we could not prove criminal conspiracy beyond a reasonable doubt. The president had just incited a mob that attacked the Capitol and killed, uh, resulted in the deaths of, of five people. Uh, so the fact that they were in an unsecure place uh, that is guarded with nothing more than a padlock uh, or whatever security they had at a hotel uh, is deeply alarming. Uh, and I have asked for, along with Chairman Maloney, a damage assessment by the intelligence community and a briefing to Congress. See, again, back to what I was saying is that he can be charged with defamation anywhere. I, I just call out to the great AGs in Florida and Texas and Missouri and many others. Bring them in. They, listen, who would have to file the charge against them? Many people could file a charge against them. George Papadopoulos, uh, Carter Page, Donald Trump. Anybody can charge this man with defamation. Yes, it's a civil prosecution, but hey. Alex Jones has been destroyed by a civil prosecution. Not destroyed, he's still on. He's doing the best that he can, but he's been destroyed by it. Do it to them now. And now here's his latest. Now they want to, I mean, you gotta, you gotta see it. Now they want to unpack and unstack the Supreme Court, which again, everything is inverted in our society. So unpack means what? Pack the Supreme Court. Play this one for me, Will. It is absolutely clear that the Supreme Court is in desperate need of reform. Now we must unpack and unstack the Supreme Court because Americans have begun to see the reactionary and partisan agenda pushed by it. Today, the Supreme Court has... Get back to me. I don't want to put you through having to show you all these other Democrats talking. Plus, there's one more thing I want to get to before we call it a night. But there he is. Now, instead of saying we want to pack the Supreme Court, we're now going to unpack and unstack the Supreme Court, which means we have nine Supreme Court justices. They want it to be 12 so that they bring in three... Because it's a, well, everyone will say we have a six to three margin, but we don't. It's actually five, four, because John Roberts is a lunatic fringe Democrat. So really, we have a six to three. We have a five to three. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you, well, I'm trying to think of the word. Five, we, have a five, we have a five to four advantage. There's a better word for it, but a five to four advantage. So a majority, there we go, duh. So we have a five to four majority. majority. Now you bring in three leftist liberal judges, then it goes to seven to five or it goes to five, it goes six to five. So, or no, let's be five to four. So you bring in three, so it'd be seven to five. And if, even if, even if Roberts votes with us, they still have a one point lead. 
So they have one, at least a one majority. So, but again, because they can't see anything but two inches in front of their face, we win, we win. Well, what's going to happen when the Republicans own the Senate? Then they'll add three more. And then by the end of, what is it, 2023? By the end of, let's say, 2040, we'll have 478 people on the Supreme Court. These people are so stupid. And just to remind all the COVID-caving Christians, COVID-caving conservatives, and COVID-caving pastors, these are the people who told you to mask up, vax up, stand six feet apart, and close your churches. So let's move on to the pervert section of the show. I have to get this in. I'm going to let Matt Walsh launch it Matt for the Matt Walsh Show video. Watch Target is doing far worse than anything Bud Light did. Play it for me. Target is once again getting a Pride Month kicked off a few weeks early by unveiling their ever-expanding selection of LGBT-themed merchandise with much of it specifically aimed at children. The Daily Wire reports, quote, Target unveiled a number of clothing items and accessories, including apparel and books meant for babies and young children as part of the retail behemoth's latest pride collection. In addition to the adult collection, which included a t-shirt emblazoned with the words queer, 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 a short sleeve bright green boiler suit, and a hoodie which declares not a phase, the company offered several items meant for kids and babies. The store is selling onesies and small shirts with phrases like being proud and just be you and feel the love, as well as rainbow colored leggings, tutu skirts and jumpers. Target likewise offers bibs that say, I am proud of you always, rainbow sandals and swimwear, and socks with various LGBTQ-related themes. Shoppers with pets can purchase rainbow backpacks, chew toys, uh, treats, leashes, collars, and cat scratchers. The retailer has garnered controversy for several years with pride collections meant to commemorate the June LGBTQ festivals. Items sold last year included breast binders, packing underwear, and other offerings meant for self-identified transgender individuals drawing backlash against the company. Now, I should also mention that they're, that they're um, along with, you know, these products for kids, they're also selling uh, LGBT children's books and all the rest of it. And if you go into a Target right now, you're going to see all that. As soon as you walk in the store, you're going to see all of that front and center um, on, proudly on display. POV, you take your kid to Target. This is cool. Queen, queen, queen. <laughs> Queens take care of each other. Mom says I'm supposed to be more organized. Can I work on this for my reading log? Perfect for our beach vacation. Dad, can we pull out your CD player? Fit for anyone and everyone? Let's get this for mom. Live, laugh, Lebanese. <laughs> Trains and people will always exist. That's not what it says. Target's been gone for a long time, but they continue to get worse. But I just have to give this announcement. I know most of you have seen it, but this is the official announcement uh, for Adidas's new swimwear line that they put out. Women's swimwear line, not unisex swimwear line. This is their new women's swimwear. So this is the TLP announcement for Adidas that they have now put out their new... Now, I want to make sure everybody understands this because if you put out unisex, you put unisex on it, still be perverted, still be absolutely weird and out there, but it would still be, you know, if it's unisex, so you're inviting, you're saying that men and women can wear this. No, this is exclusively for women. This is Adidas, Adidas has launched a new women's swimwear, swimwear range for the brand's Pride Collection featuring this model. Play it for me. 
<laughs> so you, you know, you think that that wasn't real because my producer Aaron played with the music, but that is absolutely real. Which, by the way, we need to start off the post game with that. We'll re, we'll pl- replay that again in the post game. Everyone needs to understand that is actually real. That is from Adidas. That is their new women's line. That is being modeled by a hairy-chested, fully penis man. That is the state of our country. That, you know, I know Adidas is a German company, but it, there's a lot of Adidas headquarters in America, and that was an American ad. The Adidas new swimwear line for women is modeled by a man with a noticeable bulge and a hairy chest. So let me just, let me, let me translate this for everybody. There we go. Okay, that right there is what you call a female penis. And this right up here is what you call female chest hair. Just letting everybody know. Female penis, female chest hair, female testicles, female chest hair. I'm just letting everybody know. That's the Democratic Party. So when they tell you to put a mask on, there it is, female chest hair. Just letting everybody know. When they tell you to put a mask on and buy an electric vehicle, don't do it because this is how they think. That's how they think. All right, love you all. Back here Saturday night. Only 55 minutes of fury, but do not miss it. 1030 nights over like that. Don't miss it. Appreciate 454 people that are on right now. One last thing, like and share. Get this information to people on Facebook. Tell them to switch to Rumble. Let's build a Rumble. Listen, Dan Bongino today. I listen to Bongino all the time. Listen to Bannon's War Room all the time. Uh, Dan Bongino had 42,000 people live today on Rumble. Let's get us over 1,000. Let's shoot for that. Like and share. Like and share. There's lots of people who want to be offended. Send, me, send them my podcast. They love being offended. So anyway, I love all of you. Appreciate all of you. See you Saturday night. God bless you. Ambient noise is not unbelief. It's what causes unbelief. There's a war going on, but I see, I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members, Romans 7, 23 again. What's warring against the law of your mind is ambient noise. What's challenging the law of your mind? The law of your mind is faith. Whatever is challenging faith to you is noise. It's ambient noise. Ambient noise is often what you don't coherently hear. It's things that you don't necessarily know are challenging your faith. Listen, it is not an option. It is imperative that you identify the ambient noise in your life. Imperative, because there's a war that's going on. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.